0: Welcome to the Rhino Daily Podcast, the daily podcast for sharp entrepreneurs. You'll hear insights and ideas from the world's top entrepreneurs and thought leaders. Designed to help you increase your profits and improve your lifestyle. Now, now here's your host, Steve Cypress.
1: Hello, this throwback it's Thursday, October 21st, I believe it is. 22nd. Anyway, it's Throwback Thursday, and Steve Cypress here, uh, looking forward to uh, popping a popcorn and get ready for the <laughs> the presidential debate tonight. I laugh because uh, so many people take this politics stuff so seriously, as if it affects their life. There's almost nobody on earth that a presidential election affects. Uh, in this case, of course, it affects the the families of the candidates. I mean, uh, you know, you've got the, the president, the current president's kids are running his multi-billion-dollar business. So, uh, if if Trump lost or when he leaves office, whenever that is, in a few months or a few years, uh, possibly he'd come back to run it. And they'd be back down to uh, assistant vice president in charge or whatever the heck uh, to Biden's kids and family. It means a heck of a lot more. Because they are going to, well, they're probably not. Uh, Now I take it back. But they were thinking until recently that it would mean a lot more because they would bring in multiple, multiple billions of dollars through all kinds of corrupt deals all over the world. Uh, If Biden get back anywhere near the White House like they did last time. But I guess that's not happening. So I guess not as big a deal for his family, except they'd be in limelight for another few months or however long he would stay in office for before he'd bow out and and a vice president would take over. But I digress. So throwback Thursday, and let's throw it all the way back to uh, perhaps our greatest president, Abraham Lincoln, and the famous Lincoln-Douglas debates. Now, those were not two candidates for president, so they weren't presidential debates. Uh, but these, the Lincoln-Douglas debates is what made Lincoln a national figure, and springboarded him to the Republican nomination in the next election. This was in 1858, the election for U.S. Senator in Illinois, uh, reminiscent of another recent U.S. Senator unknown nobody in Illinois who was catapulted to national fame and, and uh, became the Democrat Party nominee, and then the President of the United States through a speech that he gave. Of course, I'm talking about Obama, gave that speech at the Democratic National Convention, and that launched him onto the national stage. Well, in the same way, the Lincoln-Douglas debates launched Lincoln onto the national stage, not because there was any television broadcasting, of course, or even radio, and certainly not the Internet, but uh, these debates were so highly anticipated that there were stenographers transcribing every word and publishing them in all the newspapers, and they got published nationwide, and and uh, Lincoln was often running to the uh, 1860 Republican nomination and the presidency, and then won reelection uh, before that second term, of course, was, uh, was ended by an actor who was mostly peaceful, similar to the protests we watched all summer. He was mostly peaceful, John Wilkes Booth. I mean, after all, he was only a presidential assassin for a few seconds out of his entire life. I would call that mostly peaceful. So definitely a mostly peaceful character, John Wilkes Booth. But I digress with more ridiculousness of what we've been living through <laughs> this entire summer. And so uh, the way those debates work, check it out. No moderator, of course. I mean, that's a, a modern concoction of stupidity that uh, we see ruining all the debates um, because they can't seem to or they... They they don't they don't want to find an objective moderator, of course, and so uh, it just makes the debates ridiculous. But back in those days, it was Lincoln and Douglas going around the state to all nine uh, counties or districts, I think they were called back then, and they want they were to hold a debate, a series of nine debates in each of the districts, and go around and have thousands of people come up and attend, and then have them transcribed and all that. But supposedly uh, they skipped the two biggest ones, Chicago and Springfield, the state capital um uh, Springfield, because they had each spoken there like just before they were going to hold the debates. So they're like, oh, we've already been there. Let's go to the other seven. So it was a series of seven debates, and here's how it worked. They alternated who spoke first, and uh, since uh, Douglas was the incumbent senator, he spoke first in the first one. So he spoke first in four out of the seven. And uh, whoever spoke first got 60 minutes, 60 minutes uninterrupted time, no moderator, no subtopics. No, please speak. Keep to the topic, sir. Uh, we're moving on to the next shot up. Ridiculous, biased moderator. I'll talk about what I want to talk about. So that's what they talked about, whatever the heck they wanted to for 60 uninterrupted minutes and then. The other candidate took over and had 90 uninterrupted minutes of their talk, their rebuttal, and then whoever spoke first got to come back after that for their last 30 minutes of their rebuttal to the rebuttal, uninterrupted. So 60 minutes, 90 minutes, 30 minutes, hour and a half each, nonstop, no questions by biased, supposed moderators ruining everything. They just spoke and said what was on their mind, and that was the debate in 1858, over a century and a half ago. It has certainly evolved (laughs) over the years, and I think tonight's debate is starting soon. I have it on the auto-record. I got a lot more work to do here, but uh, then I'll pop some popcorn and watch it and kind of crack up at the whole silliness of the whole thing, and uh, and oh, as always, it'll be the most important election of our lifetimes. Look, of course not to entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are too smart for that. We don't really care who's in office because we will just devise strategies to overcome whatever the problems are of whomever is in office, in Congress, Senate, local. We don't care who thinks they're in charge. We're in charge of our own lives. And we will devise strategies to be successful. I've done that for myself, my business partners, my clients for decades. All kinds of booms and busts and recessions and great times. And doesn't matter whatever the economy does. You take the right steps, implement the right strategies, and you succeed no matter what's going on in the outside world. So, it's still going to be uh, fun entertainment. we got two weeks left or so to the election. And uh, tonight with the debate is... Probably the only chance anyone's get to see uh, Biden be challenged by anybody. Because, of course, uh, the left wing media, uh, he shields himself anyway and stays home the whole time. The left wing media, of course, won't challenge him at all. Uh, And uh, so let's see what happens. Uh, Otherwise, I don't think there's many people that are undecided anyway. Either you want more government control over everyone's life or you want more freedom. It's pretty much the choice. Uh, however, there'll be some fun in this debate, and I predict, no matter how many times or how much you mute the mics or whatever, there will be some interruptions. Now, uh, Biden started the whole thing off last time, interrupting Trump almost right away when the debate started. That's, looking back over the years, I watched some tape of previous Biden debates, that seems to be his main tactic to interrupt and laugh and make faces and chuckle at his opponent so let's see if he does that again. As for Trump, he's a counterpuncher. So whatever Biden does, he's likely to take the bait and do it more right back to him. But uh, I predict there'll be some interrupting, but there uh won't be as much as the first one, of course, especially since they're muting the mukes, the muting the mics, muting the mukes. That would be kind of cool. They're muting the mics, which uh, unfortunately for Biden uh, fans, but fortunately I laugh again just thinking about it, fortunately for the, uh, the viewers, uh, forces Biden into 12 minutes, 12 minutes of uninterrupted talk. That's what the rules say, where the opponent's microphone is muted. Now, it doesn't mean Trump can't still interrupt or talk or shout or anything. Uh, but man, 12 straight minutes, can Biden really talk for 12 straight minutes? Without a teleprompter, without someone in his ear telling him what to say, like, uh, oh, my goodness, I I can't imagine that's even possible. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. It'll be fun. And, uh, and since Trump's involved, of course, it'll be a complete circus the last two weeks here. But uh, also, it'll be an example of entrepreneurs and our work ethic. Because Trump will outwork Biden by 100 to 1, just like he outworked Hillary in the last one. By 100 to 1, because that's what entrepreneurs do. We get to work. Speaking of which, I'm heading back to work, but that'll do it for Throwback Thursday. I don't see, oh, I see, uh, Toby is here. I was going to say I don't see any questions, comments, or concerns, but the great Toby Mercer is here and says Eagles versus Giants. I'm guessing that's got something to do with football. Uh, Eagles, Giants, I'm guessing that's not just birds and big people. Uh, it's probably got something to do with the NFL, which I couldn't care less about the ridiculously stupid owners allowing their players to, to, uh, you know, uh, insult their own fan base. I got tired of that almost right away. That was years ago. Uh, so whatever game you're talking about, whenever it was or is or will be or whatever, I could, could not care less. Unlike politics, uh, that is not at all entertaining to me. Uh, politics, however, is... Uh, Also, great study for all entrepreneurs into human behavioral psychology. So the way that the candidates on every level in every election and while they're in office and while they're spinning their side of every issue, the way they communicate and manipulate uh, is a great lesson for anyone who sells anything, which means every entrepreneur. You're always selling people on your ideas, if not actually doing sales or convincing employees or suppliers or partners or regulators or anyone at all to do what you want them to do. You can learn a lot from how the politicians do it. That's why I pay attention to the thing. Again, not because I give a crap who's in the office. I mean, some make it easier, some make it tougher, but bottom line, they're not going to affect my bottom line no matter what because I'm just going to adjust. And uh, if you want some help, how to adjust no matter who wins what election and what the rules and regulations are and whatever. Uh, As always, you can go to helpfromsteve.com, get on my schedule, and I'll help you out because you're an entrepreneur, damn it. Come on, man. Uh, No excuses. No uh, punt in the football to give theirs a football uh, thing there as if it's somebody else's problem. The buck stops with you. Another presidential analogy. Uh, the buck stops here with an entrepreneur. We make it happen. We don't make excuses that, oh, such and such candidate won, therefore it's bad for my business. Shame on you if that's what you think at all. So you can get all hung up in the politics stuff and actually care who wins or loses, but it, of course it really doesn't matter to an entrepreneur. Um, but it's all fun and it's good studying of uh, manipulation and human behavioral psychology. That's why I'll be watching tonight. Fun, manipulation studying, and human behavioral psychology studying, which is mostly the aftermath after the reactions and overreactions and and gnashing of teeth and the world is ending of all the ridiculous people that really think this matters to them. Which actually it does to non-entrepreneurs, a lot of times they like being controlled anyway. They're employees and they depend on everything and, you know, to a lot of people, therefore, they give up their control over everything. And who's in office can't matter because they just float with the breeze and do the whim and do whatever anyone tells them to do. Total opposite of entrepreneurs. We make it happen in our own lives. We don't care who's in charge of what the rules are. We just want to know the rules because then we'll figure out how to make them work for us. Anyway. That'll do it. Thanks, Toby. Thanks, everyone else for watching. I'll be back tomorrow on Foundation Friday, over and out for Throwback Thursday, as the sun begins to set and the mountains behind me turn golden and beautiful. Hope it's beautiful wherever you are. Catch you tomorrow, over and out. Bye-bye.